Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse, and for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate! Demons, listen out! Off your butt, Come on! There's rebellion in the wind. It will crush. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Dinosaur fossils? I'll have to put those here to test our faith. That damn lie! I, I saw them on my own eye! Did I accuse just drop sharply while I was away? We did in illusions, man! None of it is true! We're not insane! This is mass madness, you maniac! In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. And we are officially recording the first episode of the Deep Share podcast. I am your host, Andrew, and I'm here with my friend, Eric. Hello, everyone. Can you let me know if my mouth sounds too dry? Sure. Because it's a huge pet peeve of mine when people are recording, like you hear their mouths being dry. It's very disgusting. Yeah, I'll let you know. I mean, at least you have a nice drink with you. Yeah, I'll I try not to spill it on your equipment. <laughs> don't do that. But anyway, so um, so yeah, I don't even know what this podcast is potentially going to be, really. So you called it the deep share because we're gonna share deep shit for sure, mm-hmm. in whatever direction we want. That's that's kind of the only goal I had at the time, where like trying different formats in my head i'm not a professional this i'm not a professional that so i figured i've always had great conversations with friends Mm -hmm. and they've inspired me to do the crazy things i've done so i figured that's a good place to start yeah i mean listen at, at this point in my life if if i fully support anybody who does anything that gives them an excuse to see the people that they never get to see. Like, it's almost worth starting a podcast just so you can actually see your friends once in a while. You know, I've been thinking about that lately, too, that that's like a nice angle for the end of 2020 and going into 2021 with a lot of uncertainty out there. Yeah. Who knows? A little bit. You know, I mean, I have a nice little group chat I have with a few friends that we barely even interact with much these days it's just like Mm -hmm. it's almost like the digital space has been affected as well by the lockdowns and all this stuff where like we're not seeing each other in person as much and a lot of us have gone inward i think Mm -hmm. rather than outward even digitally at least that's from my perspective my household we've kind of done a lot of inner searches and and uh discovery and, and things like that um, yeah i could see that i mean that's it's, that's always tough like you're not the first person that i've heard say that mm-hmm. um and especially like talking about how how lockdowns and like like how like working has changed and not seeing family and stuff has changed like i've heard that quite a bit uh as if i have a lot of conversations with adults which is not true i have conversations with my wife but um for the most part that's like legitimately not true for me at all because I've always been so introverted. It's like, I don't, like, I'm not in any group chats. And, like, I go weeks without leaving. Well, not, I leave on the weekends. But, like, all week long, like, I won't even leave my house. Besides, like, taking the dog out to walk to the end of the driveway and get the mail. And um, you're working from home right now. Yeah, I was working from home before COVID. So, it's like, I'm so, so isolated. And, like, it's it's a really weird thing because, like, I hate it. But, like, I also know that's how I'm comfortable. And, like, it's how I operate best. But it's, like... Now that the option has been kind of constricted. Yeah, it's even like, well, more. Well, wait a minute. Yeah, and then we move to where? Yeah, so yeah. we're 
<laughs> which for those of you who don't know is it's a good name for the town because most pl- most times that I was there in my youth, I was like, where? Yeah, where the fuck am I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we live on a dead end off a dead end. But it's beautiful out there. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. The isolation is beautiful. It's wonderful. Yeah, we got a great view of a hill and, you know, Worcester's, Worcester got expensive, so we sold our house at a good time and got something nice. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's the middle of nowhere. My hope is that... Uh, you know, real uh, rent and real estate got really expensive in Boston and moved everybody west. And a lot of people moved to Worcester, and that's why it's super expensive or whatever. And my hope is that people are just going to keep moving west, and then they'll want to buy my house for a lot more than I paid for it again. It's probably a good estimate right there. I mean, maybe. And I think that I think it's you know the the shift to work from home for a lot of for a lot of professions is also huge in that. Cause I, I think that a lot of people are moving out to where they have more space, um, yeah. you know, cause cities, like obviously we congregate towards cities as people, right? Like, and that's, there's obviously an appeal there for, for a lot of people, but I think an equal, if not greater amount of people are like, if I, well, I'm here because of my job yep. uh, or, or my school or whatever it may be. And if I had the choice, I would definitely live somewhere else. So COVID has been kind of a blessing because like almost every single company, right? Like 90, 85, 90% of companies have realized that some portion of their employees can work from home. Mm -hmm. My uh, company included as well. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's always going to be those jobs that can't, right? But there's a lot of bitterness when it happened too. Oh, I believe that. I was guilty of it a little bit uh, because in the beginning, None of us had our heads about us when all this was happening. I didn't I didn't really know what I believed about any of it, but I knew that I was frantic mm-hmm. because this was the first any kind of situation, you know, on a global scale that had happened since I had my son and got a family and a house and all the, you this know. This is the first any situation period on a global scale well, that, that's that we've true. lived through. Yeah. You know, great opportunity for us to all come together. Oh, and I was going <laughs> to say when you were, it's just, it's interesting because all this inner searching and discovery that I've yeah. been doing, it's kind of like a chapter two or another book, I guess you could say of what I was doing like 10, 15 years ago. And then it kind of got too much. So I just forcibly put myself back to sleep for like a decade what do you mean like a chapter like what were you doing as in you know um so you and me lived in oregon mm-hmm. in 2005 2006 mm-hmm. and that was like right after i had experienced a lot of psychedelic uh experiences mm-hmm. and that really blew my mind wide open and uh you know it was fascinating but also terrifying and confusing because mm-hmm. it was like it was as if you know you took the blinders off for the first time that, that's yeah. kind of what it, what it was going on like with me overload and i remember existential this overload beautiful advice that you gave me in our kitchen i think you and me were both like desperately cleaning out like 15 glass bowls yeah, trying to get that. resin out of them i remember that vividly. oh the it hard times in, in oregon once. yeah <laughs> but um you i was connecting this and that and this and that who knows what and you just took me for a second you were like listen I understand that all these things are connected, but what you also have to keep in mind is that they're also separate. Yeah. And uh, it was a great little, almost like a slap in the face that kind of sent me back to reality a little bit. 
because I was going down the crazy tinfoil path so far. Yeah. <laughs> Without a lot of um, cultural support. Yeah. This time around, it's a little bit different. Oh my God! Because Dude, there wasn't a lot even of the social media then, baby. I know. I mean, and, Jesus. And think of like a lot of. It's funny because my wife is very into law of attraction, mm -hmm. which is um, you know you believe it enough and you can manifest. And there's more yeah, to the it. Secret. Way more to it than that. And the, yeah, secret, the secret kind of simplifies and perverts it a little bit and makes it yeah. kind as of silly. As all the as all the popular versions of these things do. Exactly mm -hmm. because I mean when you get to the bare bones of what law of attraction is, it's actually like pretty much the most ancient form of spirituality there is and mm -hmm. it permeates basically every culture mm -hmm. it's just they write it in a very commercial marketable way and because it that's... turns people like me right off so it took a long time for my wife to kind of she connected enough dots for me to go oh wait a minute this this all feels very familiar mm -hmm. but it wasn't any of this stuff and then yeah. it made me look deeper. And, oh, wait, okay, so this is really old. They're just marketing it in a new way, and it's getting a lot more people interested, so cool, whatever. Yeah. I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, yeah, the manifestation thing about it. Yeah. The part of... So it's like, why did we want to get so sick <laughs> across the world? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when you think about it, if an individual can manifest these things, and, and you know, the placebo effect could have more potential, they're studying that kind of stuff thing but um perhaps on a global scale it, it does the same thing you yeah I mean, I mean i think i think that i think i think that it's if you're going to approach it from a place of we all we wanted to get sick and that's why the virus <laughs> well, is a thing as in subconsciously like that's, that's you a, know? yeah to I mean, wake us up consciously, to something. consciously or subconsciously like i feel like that's not a palatable theory that anyone <laughs> is gonna listen to for any period of time Hell not not like podcast related it's no, just no, like no, no. like Everybody shuts off when you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, he thinks we we willed COVID into existence. Right. Oh, my God. It's, it's ridiculous. It's a huge eye Yeah. It's, Mostly it's for ridiculous. me, too. But if you, if, you, if, you think about, if you think about that, like, we definitely 100% put ourselves in a situation where something like this could happen and spread. Like, you could, you could look at almost any hot button issue and blame the spread of COVID on that hot button issue. Um, in income inequality. Um, if China didn't have such ridiculous income inequality, they wouldn't have to have these wet markets right. where, uh, you know, the, it's not sanitary and these viruses can <laughs> manifest like out of nowhere right. and spread like wildfire where people are living shoulder to shoulder right. and culturally, like, there's no personal space. Um, you know, it, like, fossil fuels, like, you could blame COVID on fucking fossil fuels. It's like... <laughs> People, you know, they, you know, there's, there's a conspiracy theory for everyone, for oh, any, for everything, sure. which I think is, is my point is like, and I've heard a lot of things like, uh, COVID vaccines and they want, they want you to stay inside. It's a control thing or, you know, they want like, it would almost like fossil fuels and COVID would almost be like an inverse thing. Like they don't, they want us to stop using fossil fuels. So they have us locked down, mm -hmm. you know, uh, which that, that would which be, kind that of, would be a. A nice thing to think. I well, I mean, it's kind of in. Well, I think that it. My my point is that it kind of speaks to what I told you in Oregon, which I don't remember saying. But well, you it said kinda, it in a different way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it kind of speaks to that because, like, just because anything, everything's connected doesn't mean they're also individual. Well, it was. Well, I think that it it does. Like, you have to remember that. You know, when you're when you're connecting dots to get a bigger picture, you still have individual dots. 
And like along the way, you could veer left to connect a dot and create a whole different picture, but it's still all the same dots. Right. My wife and I were having a similar conversation the other night about um, just the simple fact that we kind of have a philosophical movement out there in the world where we seem to be accentuating shades of gray and maybe demonizing is a strong word, but trying to eradicate black and white as if the, the two are among the same level of understanding as shades of gray and we should just get rid of them because they're a lesser a lesser understand a lesser form of what we should be focusing on mm -hmm. and what i was talking to my wife about was that to me it seems that shades of gray and black and white are are two are two perspectives but they're both very true where without black and white you wouldn't get the shades of gray and vice yeah. versa. You know, it's it's very yeah, I connected. Mean, it's just a different level of of part of what the world we see. Right. I don't I don't think that you could get rid of black and white though. No. And I think I think and I mean, I'm, and I, and maybe I'm using that of... loosely. Like you could go the racial route with that, or you could no, go the yeah, gender no. route, or you no, could I, go any route. I'm just th I'm basically I'm, I'm talking thinking... about opposing forces being yeah. constantly argued about. That yeah. I'm think I was I was I was picturing it more as like speaking in absolutes. Uh huh. And that like, works too. And like. It you can't really sometimes you can speak in absolutes because there's always going to be an instance where if you if you speak if you speak in absolute the sun is gonna rise tomorrow mm -hmm. you're gonna have some dickhead be like well listen dude forty five billion years from now that sun is not gonna rise right. and it's like first of all fuck you that's annoying <laughs> but also like it's like it's like you know i took a, i took a quantum physics class in college super fascinating but the professor is like if you run at a wall an infinite number of times one time you're you going to go right through, through that right. wall yeah. it's just like why the fuck first of all why are you introducing this to a bunch of college freshmen yeah, don't who do are that. like who are like they just need something to get behind and, yeah, and, and, the kid in the front row has mushrooms in his back yeah like for sure he does if we're lucky if he didn't take them already but it it's like it the world is a nuanced place mm. and there's a lot of there's a lot of subtlety and like you know call it the that gray space it's like the vast majority is that gray space but like we at at a certain point we i believe we have to accept that some things are black and some things are white and the sun like the sun rising every day is an easy one that's good i yeah. think but perspective yeah but like you so like i think that there's stuff you have to accept and like Keep it in the back of your mind, sure, that like, okay, someday the sun's not going to rise. Right. Maybe like, your acceptance doesn't have to be completely rigid, but just you yeah, can but, hold on to right. it. Right. But you can also, you can accept something yeah. without be, without fully yeah. being that contrarian dick. Well, also, wasn't that, um, oh, who said that? Like Aristotle or somebody said that. It was... Uh, <laughs> I wonder. My... I wonder if anybody can hear your furnace. Right <laughs> That's my furnace. Yeah, yeah. you sounds, have a furnace. Sounds real least. good. Um, no, I think it might have been either Aristotle or maybe Socrates who said, you know, the sign of true intelligence is to you know discuss an idea without feeling like you have to believe it. Yeah, you know, and you, you find it. Uh, I find that a lot in the public when you try to talk about anything controversial, in a even in a positive, passive way. Sometimes you can hit a lot of nerves from people that are just very rigid. Yeah. And it's a, it seems to be what I'm seeing this year is that I'm seeing a huge spike in open-mindedness, but then an 
also a huge spike in the closed mind. You know, it yeah. seems like the opposing forces are just revved up. Yeah. I mean, I don't come into contact with enough people to to comment on like uh, <laughs> on whether or not that's true because uh, <laughs> I'm super isolated and I don't really go on social media really. Fair enough. But um, I just I think that I think that it's it's really interesting, but it's just so it's so easy to be dismissive. Oh it's yeah. It's so so easy. Like it makes everything easier if you're just dismissing things. Like They're calling that black pill these days. Like are just they not? choosing not to I don't know. Are they? I've I don't heard, I don't I've, talk I've to them. I've heard they. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard you know some refer to it as black being the black pill guy, the cool black pill as in the whole world's going to end fuck it none, none of it yeah. matters anyway and it's like yeah. that's becoming a philosophy that was just me when i was 17 and but upset that's also, for a month is that not also nihilism right it's like, like why are we giving new stupid fucking names for everything because we're well nihilism sounds offensive for some reason so i don't want to use it anymore yeah yeah i mean it's just it it's crazy i mean i don't know i'm a big i'm a big proponent of like if nothing, or if everything is super, super important, yeah, and we have to be sensitive about everything, we have to be sensitive about nothing. Like, if that's a thing. like if you're at work, like if everything's a priority, nothing's a priority, yeah. right? And that's why they say this mentality will eat itself. Yeah, but it's also like it's also a founding tenet of Buddhism, uh, like the theory, like uh, the concept of of non-attachment, like not being attached to things, right? Like. If you love someone, you will you want them to be happy, so you will not be possessive over them. Right. And if they want to leave you, you will do it with an open heart because that's what's going to make them happy. Yeah, it right? sounds great on paper. It does, but it's also a f- fucking thousand-year-old pol- uh, religious philosophy. Oh, it's it works it's like, too. Yeah, it's real. It's it's a real thing. It it's like it goes back, and I mean, I think non-attachment is great. It's really it helps you get through because not everything does matter. People and some take stuff it, to it the is extremes. it is important to dismiss some things but yeah people take it to the to the extreme and as that's... in they get into this kind of thing like buddhism or something and then they throw it out pretty quick because they're like my god i can't do anything and it's like well maybe you should take it with a grain of salt and use it as a, a driving force rather than like i have to cuz if you're not happy and and you know i i know they would say that you know things don't make you happy it's like you know my microphone I like that it's this microphone because I'm a nerd and I'm, yeah. I'm recording this pot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like my stuff. Yeah. How do you throw out the baby with the bathwater? You know, you don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I kind of interjected. In, in, no, no, no. It's, I think it's fair. It's fair. It's fine. It's like the, the, the concept of just like you have to, it's, it's like acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to accept that. There's so you, you have to accept the fact that there's a lot of people out there who are like materialism is bringing down the Western world, whatever, and that's fine. You can think that it was me throughout most and, of my twenties. Yeah, and, and you can, you, but you you have to accept that those people exist. Mm-hmm. But you also have to accept that there's people who are just like, nah, not so much. And they're both right. It's it's both fine. It's a fucking opinion, and that it, it, I know, you know, it's again, it's it's hot button, but like, like politically. You, you. I mean, far be it for me to say, but you kind of have to accept the fact that there's people, there's a lot of people who are, who disagree with you, and mm-hmm. like you have to accept that there's a lot of people that do. People don't really have a hard time with that, but like you have to accept that sometimes you're right, and sometimes other people are right. There's a lot 
I think that it's people have a tendency to just dig. No, they're not like they're This is this is unequivocally bad. Right. And it is unequivocally this. It is unequivocally that. But like and we're getting to those extremes again. Yeah. And it's also what the where has that ever gotten us? Nowhere. Yeah. I mean, it's always it's always a balance in that gray area that you mentioned. Why does this light keep flashing? Uh, that goes from warm to cool light. Um, we can turn it off. But why is it switching? I don't know why it switches. Here's the problem. These two are still connected to the Wi-Fi. Yeah. That one just one day I pulled up the app. These two were fine. This one's like, I quit. It's. I, I mean, I think just, just to add some context to what I'm talking there's a lamp in the room that keeps turning colors. Just two. And it's just ye- cool. It's yellow warm. and then it's blue. And then it's yellow, and then it's blue. I will say and Andy's I contention changed. is that it's because it's not connected to the Wi-Fi. Anymore. When I change the front lights here to a cool color, yeah, it kind of gives it a get. It kind of <laughs> makes it seem like that's not happening. It, it like offsets it. <laughs> not really. Just hang on. I mean, it's something. What's going on here? I was just curious. It's like, you know, there's a light flashing behind me. <laughs> and there has been for like 40 minutes. So you can get some blue. Well, see now that's nice. It's so nice and. That. Blue, little purple, yeah, little orange, yeah, whatever. Whatever. What are these? Phillips Hue. Like literally, what are you, I was, what are you up to? Uh, it's not Phillips Hue. It's like cheap Amazon crap. But man, I would that love, does the exact same thing as the expensive stuff. I would stuff. love to spend you know eight hundred dollars and set up my whole house with the Phillips stuff. But my God, why? <laughs> like, they have a great idea. Well, because it's got a better this and a better that, better quality in the product. Yeah, you know, it is some of that. It's definitely better than what I got, which was like yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I worked in an office I, when I worked for Let's Rage. Yes, that, the clothing the, company. Yeah, the 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 he had, so Let's Rage was based out of an apartment in Medford, Massachusetts. Um, it was the second floor of a of a of a triple decker, mm-hmm. and the 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 whole second floor was the office, and like the guy who led it, uh, he, he one of the bedrooms was his office along with like the the office manager, and you know all of us who were whatever. Um, we sat in the living room and he, he, he was a trinket guy. Like he, it was all like tech buy this, buy that, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, which, you know, whatever. I don't really want to get into the specifics of my experience there, but we had, <laughs> we had, uh, we had Phillips Hue there in the living room and like, it was pretty cool because I like really white, like, like really, really white light when I'm working, mm-hmm. like helps me concentrate and like. I I worked with like four kids who just like needed it to be fuck it, dude, like a rave the whole time. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. But just because they wanted to live it. Yeah, but I outranked everybody, and so I, I mean, like I don't like to throw my weight around, but like, (laughs) is that a certain point? It's just like, guys, I'm getting paid, and like none of you are. Like I'm on salary, so like. I, I need the lights different. I can't. I can't work in that. It was crazy. Like, was so we could all take you though. Yeah. <laughs> like no, you couldn't. You're all on Molly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean for real. Like half of you guys live in this apartment that we work in. Like, like what over are, there. What are you I'm talking looking about? at your bed. Yeah. Like this company is was sponsored by. Uh, it was sponsored by Neuro. <gasps> Neuro, like they they make energy like not energy drinks but like they make Neuro sleep. It helps you sleep. Neuro oh, yeah, yeah. Neuro Sonic. It it's an energy drink. It's like y'all eat and drink neuro for like that's all you're you're all on neuro all day and you're going to raves and it's yeah dude it was a it was a scene it was really something but ever since then 
like Philips Hue, every time I see it, I'm just like, I just remember that time. And I remember how like I had access to it all day long and it was just so stupid. Right. And so expensive. It's like, oh, I get to change the color of my lights. Like, what the fuck? I like, love it, but no, it's listen. The, don't get me wrong. But look, it's at, cool. Yeah. You could go. It's cool that you can be sitting in a room and be like, "Fuck it, I want red light. Yeah, fuck yeah, it, I want purple exactly. light." That's cool. That's fine. But that's very fucking stupid, dude. Like you don't need that, right? Like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, it's like, and then like, I, I, I don't, I don't mean to be the kind of person that's just like, you don't. What are you doing with that? You don't need that. It's like, why do you buy those sneakers? You don't. Yo, need I got those. one fork. Yeah, I got one fork. I don't need more forks. Like, no, nah, <laughs> dude, that's not what I mean at, at all. Like, I get it. I can appreciate it. It's just not for me. Right. What I like though that I had was uh, the strip lighting, like the LED strip lighting that you put behind a monitor. Yes. And uh, I got I got off Kickstarter a really long time ago before my wife broke it on me. But that's, <laughs> she said she'd buy me a new one, so maybe this can serve as a reminder that she's going to do that someday. Hey, it's but, on record now. Yeah. It's so it, it had to happen, but it like as the screen changes, like the light, the ambient light on the wall behind the TV changes. Yeah, I want to get one of those. It was for my... so sick. It's pretty nice. It was so sick. It was such an er- it was such an early thing. I think it was like thirty five bucks on Kickstarter, and like I had never even heard of it before. It was a really long time ago. It was wow. It was probably that must have been like ten years ago. No, at we, least well, we've been together for eight years, and this was so this was probably seven, six or seven years ago. Wow, I didn't know they were that new. Uh, maybe they aren't. Like like I, like I told you, I'm not out there, dude. <laughs> like I don't know. You know, you live in a cave on purpose. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a self imposed exile. Hey, that's okay. I mean, especially this year. <laughs> yeah, it's made the adjustment a lot easier. You can come out of the world into the world now and just go, what happened? It's such an upgrade for me that I don't like like now, like takeout, it's like, fuck this place if it doesn't have online ordering. Before right. before COVID. Fuck this place if it doesn't have online ordering. Now and, and it's like a pain, like, oh, I gotta call them. Shit. Right. Uh but now, I, dude, I get away with not. I don't contactless delivery. Like, I don't even have to talk. I don't even have to talk to you. I don't <laughs> so even have I, to look at you. I have to ask you this because Amazing. I figure I thought we might get into like the tech topic and stuff like this, like yeah, how yeah, yeah. convenient everything is is becoming. And I got to ask your perspective on this because I think it will be something surprising that I don't already think you think about it. You're you're setting this my response to be very very dis- specific. Disappointing. No, disappointing. <laughs> No, I'm just going to say you're going to probably surprise me with something I'm not expecting you to say. And I'm not going to watch me not do that. What about the world that we see, like, in all the sci-fi movies, like the movie WALL-E? You know, my kids got the WALL-E right upstairs. Are we heading towards that future where, yeah, right now we're right at that beautiful cusp where people like us who are in our mid-30s, we remember... A completely different world. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I haven't really thought on it too long. If that, if every generation can really say that or no, not. No, they cannot. They, yeah, I don't think so. Not at least to what we're seeing well, right now. And it's context. Are, we're able to see how it used to be more laboring. Everything was more laboring. Communication yeah. was so much yeah. more laboring. Are we going, are we, we're really swept up in how amazing it all is. Well, but I mean, I'm wondering it. Oh, sorry. The con- the possible consequences in the negative direction for this. Everything's taken care of. Everything is out of our hands. Yeah, I have. I do have perspective on that. So, like, I think. I think first of all, every every generation is like we are living through shit nobody has ever lived through before. Dude. That's a fact. Yeah, that's just the way it Definitely. is. Okay, like let's get let's get past that. Everyone's done um, that. The as a member of the generation that I'm in. Uh, from my perspective, I think it's absolutely mental that like we barely had cable TV in the in the eighties, and like I didn't have 
there wasn't social media in high school, thank God. Like, there wasn't, yeah. like, I didn't get a smart, I didn't have a smartphone my freshman year of college. Right. Like, I had a flip phone. Like, and, and now, I have all the things all the time. Like, now, now, <laughs> now I work in a room above my garage with people that I see all day long. And it's like, what, it's like, it's whatever. Like, it's just so much, te- so much more technologically advanced. Um, I don't, you know, I think that when you, th- when you think about like futures like Wally or, you know, my favorite. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's an extreme. Well, but, but is it any more extreme than Wally? No, no, for sure not. <laughs> but so my favorite kind of books are young adult dystopian fiction. Oh. Like, like you start with the Hunger Games mm-hmm. and you start with uh, Divergent or whatever the fucking first one is. I can't remember. Maybe that is the first one, but in might, like, I think so. in like Maze Runner, and like there's a lot of different books in that series. Oh and yeah, so they're all like a different future where, where this happened instead, or where this happens, or whatever. Um, and the thing that's interesting is like, for for nobody fucking knows. Nobody yeah. knows. Wait, <laughs> of course not. Like, what do you know? First of all, if you think that if you think that the future. First, when's the future for you? Because in the eighties, <laughs> twenty twenty, in Back to the Future oh was like God. was like hoverboards and shit. Screw twenty twenty. Uh, didn't it take place in two thousand fifteen? Part two was two thousand fifteen. Did it? Yeah, hoverboards. Yeah, so cool that, ones. So that's your future. Bulldogs that's your future. Now pistols? listen, we've come, remember. we've come, we've come a long way. Yeah, you know, we we have uh, hoverboards that work on water because you've got power now, yeah. comparatively, right? So. <laughs> what's it going to be like in 35 years? I don't fucking know. VR is going to be dope. But are we going to be in a place where, like, uh, did you read Ready Player One or did you see that movie? I saw the movie. Yeah, so I they never came read out. It. They, it's awesome. They came out with a sequel like just three weeks ago, uh, a book. Oh, wow. Phenomenal. But they, the, the whole concept is like they have this, uh, they have this VR that you log into and you basically you put it on your head. And you can operate in this VR world. It's like Second Life, but you—it's just all in your brain. Right. And you operate everything, whatever. Um, it's unbelievable. No. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Like we have VR and shit. It's all right. It's getting better. Yeah, it's getting better. But like we're getting to a point. You know, we—I could see us getting to a place where it's just an implant or it's just a thing on our head. And you know, we have contactless delivery. We have Amazon that brings things to our house super, super quick. We don't have to shop. And so, to your point of like. Yeah, there's less and less that we have to do. Um, I think, I don't think it's a negative thing. I think it's a positive thing because, you know, whenever whenever I think about, like, you know, it's my birthday, what do I want to do? Or it's Christmas and my wife asks me, like, what do you want? Like, my knee-jerk reaction is like, oh, I wish you could give me more time. Ha ha, dad mm-hmm. joke. But, like, that's what I want. Yeah. It's like, I don't have enough time to do any of the shit that I want to do. Right. Um, I agree. Uh, you know, I could take care of my house. I could take care of my family. I could take care of my dog, my cats. I can work. Um, I could spend some time, like, seeing my... But, like, there's so much to do. Like, I haven't played video games in forever, and I'd like to. Yeah. Like, I haven't played guitar in forever, and I'd like to. Um, you know, all this shit. I have TV shows on TV shows that I've been wanting to watch and movies. And like, I think that a future where we have to worry less about, I mean, listen, if it can be automated, it's probably trivial bullshit. Right. Uh, if we could just, if we live, if we have a, if there's a future world where more shit is automated Mm -hmm. and that that'll give us all more time to do the things that really make us happy. That's a great perspective. Discover the things that really make us happy. I love that. You know? I love that idea. I, just, um, I th- think it's huge. I, I, just to jump in, it's 
I see both. I see two very different outcomes, and I'm not sure if they're both going to happen or one or the other or neither. Or, but I see that what you're saying completely. What I also what, what I worry about, and I'm not trying to even go down conspiracy lane at all. Uh, but I'm thinking about the the movers and shakers of this world. Mm-hmm. Dare I say billionaires? Because mm-hmm. I mean. Is that really so wrong to suppose that that the the ones with the most influence and power and money are the ones that are slowly shaping the world in which that they see fit? And I mean, yeah, I mean, we have a, a vote here and there for this and that, but people sneak shit in all the time. And eventually these very powerful people, companies, corporations, governments, they they tend to get the the projects done that they wanted to get done it always seems to come out later on like, oh, it turns out that this was going, you know, and it's like, oh, <laughs> anyway, here's the weather. Yeah, well, I mean, the fact of the matter is if you have enough money, you can do literally whatever the fuck you want. Right, so it's letting us just establish that. Yeah, and if you disagree with that, like, Elon Musk wanted to drill fucking holes in the ground. Yeah. And he did. He has a boring company. Yeah. So you can Boom. do whatever you want. I mean, he used to be bald and now he's not. You can right. you can do whatever you want. You he named his money. kid a math problem yeah. or something. Yeah. But hey, I prefer challenge yeah. rather than the word problem, but go on. Hey, I like that too. Yeah, sure. Um, so where I was going with that, um so fine, let's just let's leave that alone. That's a fact. The the powerful people of the world are the are the big kids on the playground deciding what game is getting played mm-hmm. and the younger kids are the ones tagging along and playing it. And it's unfortunate that we have to look at it like that, but that's kind of just how the world works. We grow up that way, so that's all we know, and we just perpetuate it as we get older. That's the way it is and has always been. Yeah, it's it's the it's literally an example of the spiral of of life of how it's all the same thing, just on a greater scale, you know, a different scale and variance. What the billionaires of this world are planning right now is a little frightening because it's that beautiful future mixed with the. That was rude. That was weird. So Kids rude. playing upstairs. Just gonna drag a chair across the floor in the middle of your point. It was probably my son. <laughs> um, shit, where was? Can I just interject? Okay. I don't want to throw you so off, but like, can you talk a little bit about how you know exactly what the fuck the billionaires of the world are planning? Sure, because like how what because insight the, do you have on that? Well, because it's they're coming right out and, and saying it, and they're not saying it in any nefarious kind of way necessarily. So what are they saying? What they're doing it? a whole lot of hold your horses, yeah. let us explain. Yeah, well, that kind of stuff. But what is it? Like, what are they doing? So you've heard of the economic forum, the World Economic yeah, Forum. Yeah, yeah. Are you talking about the Great Reset? Yes. Is this where we're going? Which a lot of it sounds really beautiful, and it also sounds like what a lot of. Um, I don't know how to categorize us all as one, but free thinking, critical thinking individuals of my generation, your generation, as we were growing up, the ideas that the Great Reset describes, some of some of them are very much the utopic feelings that we had growing yeah. up. I mean, let's we have to talk like what is the Great Reset? I mean, we could go to we can go to the World Economic Forum and, and get into it, or you could go on. Yeah, right so now. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it right now. So the only don't reason Google it. why don't you duck duck go it so it's not a filtered search? Because I don't give a fuck, bro. <laughs> right, let's I want I want answer. the World Economic Forum version. <laughs> well, let's let's they're, hope we get that. They're let's both get the, gonna let's get their website at least. Um, so. The reason that I know about the Great Reset is because I saw you commenting on something on Twitter and on, on some thing that I don't know anything about. And I was like, what is it? What's fucks he up to now? And so I looked it up and I read a little bit about it. And I was just like, just like almost exactly to your point. It's just like, this seems fine. So, like, like this, this seems, this, this seems like it'll be okay. A lot of it seems okay. Yeah. Which is kind of the problem, right? 
but uh, well, no, I'll, I'll get to the problem. Let's let's. What's frustrating to me is like I know that it has like bullets, right? There's like bullet points. Sure, among many many paragraphs and graphs and yeah. forms and Venn diagrams. Yeah, well, it's the World Economic Forum. So what the fuck is even that? I mean, it if it may take you a little bit to to dig into a general page to just give you a quick definition of the great reset well you know what i can do the great reset is more of a philosophy or a mentality going on it's a title let me just read what let's just talk talk to talk to wikipedia for a second okay so according to the world economic forum the COVID 19 pandemic presents an opportunity to shape an economic recovery and the future direction of global relations economies and priorities the globalists are stoked and people who hate globalism are not stoked about right. this at all. Correct. When Britain's Prince Charles introduced the plan, interesting person to introduce it because all he literally is is a rich guy. Got, love that guy. He outlined that it will only happen if people want it. <laughs> Much like literally everything in the world, it will only happen if people would like for it to happen. Especially when events are created to make people want things. Interesting. According to Prince Charles... I can't. I'm having a hard time getting over him being like the guy. Yeah, because, I don't like dude, it either. He's literally the, a fucking dude. He's a landowner. Yeah, like, we, don't hey, even, we don't even have to get into how hey guy, big of a piece of shit he is. That's, to, are you talking about Prince Andrew? Uh, all of them. Okay, whatever. I mean, <laughs> we can go down the rabbit holes. But we not don't on have this to go episode. down that rabbit hole. What, the one thing that I'm ready to agree on is, is dude has, dude has no, well, yeah, but the dude has no credibility. Yeah, Charles. Yeah, yeah, no, he's just rich. He's but, a he's a landowner. Right. He, listen, but he, very rich. Right. His family lucked into some shit. Oh, you want to talk about? Lucky? I don't know if luck. Make you you make your own luck. But according to Prince Charles, the economic recovery must put the world on a path to sustainability with systems being redesigned to help. Sure, carbon pricing was mentioned as a way to help achieve sustainability. Carbon pricing is lame. It's boring to me. He also <laughs> outlined that innovations, science, and technology need to be reinvigorated. So we can achieve significant breakthroughs that help us make sustainable ideas more profitable. So that's fucking mental to me that somebody would say uh, he he outlined that innovations need to be reinvigorated so that we can achieve significant breakthroughs. Like, bro, dissect that sentence. That is the most vague bullshit. Like, we need to put people in a position to innovate. It's like, fuck you. No shit. Yeah, bro, dude. Like, of course. Like, but that's, what, but that's the, annoying to me because that's not to say that his whole speech is bullshit or what. No, no, no. I'm, that's I'm, that's to say that the whole speech is filled with gobbledygook. Yeah, and I'm taking sentences out of context and whatever. But uh, so it goes on to say, according to the World Economic, what is this? WEF. What did I say that was? The World, World Economic, Economic Forum. Forum. According to the World Economic Forum, we should also adapt to the current reality by directing the market to fairer results, and and. Sh- <laughs> uh, Ensure investments are aimed at mutual progress, including accelerating ecologically friendly investments, and to start a fourth industrial revolution, creating hmm. digital, economic, and public infrastructure. Now listen. Now you know that th- th- those words right there, the fourth industrial fourth revolution, thir- those words are a big trigger word for like quite a few individuals in, in our human community, right? Yeah, well I'm, I'm saying chill <laughs> on that, guys. I'm yeah. saying chill. I'm, I'm also saying... It's just like the Bushes throughout the years, using... Uh, what was it? Uh, the one world government. Like, stop saying. That. Are you trying to gain trust, yeah. or are you well, just no, trying like, to laugh it's, it's at like, people? Like, it's like that. Trope are you giving where, where swirlies like, on TV? Yeah, it's like you said the quiet part out loud, bro. Yeah. What Dude, are you doing? You, come on. 
Stop what it. What do you do? We talked about this, Charles. Dude, you're running a cabal. We Stop talked, putting we talked, symbols on your hands and taking pictures on t- social media. We talked about not talking about this. <laughs> like, give me a fucking break. But it, it's really, what's crazy to me is like, uh, adapt, we, we, sh- we should, we should, should also adapt to the current reality by directing the markets to fairer results. What now, does that mean? I have a big problem. With like, I, I love equality. I'm big sure. into equality. And ain't nobody going to be able to take shit I say out of context to make it seem like what I'm about to say is not about equality. But I believe in equality of opportunity, not equality of outcome. So saying that the results should be more fair That's is kind of like, you can kind of fuck off a little bit mm-hmm. or a lot of bit. But what's also interesting is he wants to start a fourth industrial revolution, loaded, whatever, okay. Creating digital, economic, and public infrastructure. Now, now, listen. As someone who's a Bitcoin enthusiast, that makes my ears perk up because I'm like, yo, bro, you should make a digital economy and Bitcoin should be the foundation of that. And because all these institutional investors are buying it up, it's a limited, it's a finite resource and they're, you know, the value is going way, way up and it's done really great for a lot of people. And uh, what's interesting is like, you know, people, people say, well, Bitcoin is like fake money. It represents nothing. And like, it's, it's interesting because that's true is this, it is assigned a value because people say it's worth a value, but that's the same thing with the dollar. It's not a gold standard. Yeah. So, um, but back to, back to the topic at hand with this, the great reset, um, you know, reset implies that we're starting over and we're not starting over from anything. Like we can't, you can't just shut it all down. You can't, you know, you can't topple the sandcastle and build it, build it up again. So, um, what is the conspiracy angle? Because uh, Wikipedia had like a whole section on the conspiracy behind it. I can give you a lot of the different angles. Um, yeah, what's the fear? I think that, when I release this podcast too, because. Um, just to keep in mind, listeners, this isn't going to be a conspiracy-driven podcast, but it will include conspiracy theory because I think one of the biggest problems out there right now is the utter vicious separation between conspiracy theory and whatever the hell else everything else is. Yeah, I mean, as somebody who like pretty often harps on making things palatable, like conspiracy theory, right, is like if you call something a conspiracy, like people are off they shut off yeah right or on or on but it's polarizing but it's wrong so i think uh i think it would might i mean it's not my podcast so what the fuck but but i i, I take um, your advice and i i heed your words wisely and always are, do i mean maybe maybe characterize it as different perspectives it really is that's because that's really all it is at the i always day, have right? my i've always firmly had one foot in a very I don't know what's the word skeptical. in twenty normal normy skeptical kind of mind and upbringing, but then on the other foot, it's off in the cloud. I see both perspectives, and I don't like buying into anything. Like when it comes to conspiracy theories, it's hard for some people in my life to believe that I do this, but I literally refuse to believe anything until I can't refuse it anymore because yeah. I don't feel like I've been in too many arguments that. I've come out looking like the idiot when I was younger <laughs> to, yeah. to, to not look into something or to just go like, I'm going to do to you. I'm going to do to the listeners and put some references and some source material, you know, in the, the show notes or something like that for episodes that may need some clarification. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's too much to be said and there's too many people out there that know more than I do and can spit it out a lot better than I, I would like to refer people to, 
the brilliant minds that are kind of spreading the information out there. Sure. Um, where do we start? So we have to accept a few things in order to get even behind this. It's like right. we are in a worse place now than ever, yeah. which would necessitate everybody getting together and like changing so much stuff. Now, we're in a worse place now than ever because of what? Because the pandemic is shitty and a lot of people have really, really suffered from it. But that has happened time and time again. On a scale similar, like, listen, in the United States, we had a really shitty response, tons of fucking people dying, whatever, but it's also global, mm -hmm. and, like, there's been really, really fucked up stuff going on for a really, really long time in a lot of places on Earth. It never really united anybody behind a great reset. Right. Um, a lot of it seems environmentally driven. It is. Um, which, which, you know, okay, but the the minds, the prevailing minds also are like, we're probably past the point of no return. Like, it's probably, we're probably at a point now where there's not that much that we can do. Now, that's not a reason for us to keep doing all the same shit that we're doing. No. Sure. Not but, necessarily. But, like, I don't but know. But to change the whole... So let the me Great Reset. That sounds very dramatic. So let me say it like this. Um, the... Not the crazy three followers, not those guys, but the people that have been systematically annexed from social media that run their own stations and have run their own stations for, you know, some people used to run it when it was a radio station before a podcast, this and that. Don't use names. No, no names, no names. Indi some individuals that really go the distance and some of which that I listen to who have kind of suddenly broken through and are being interviewed by more, you know, generally accepted journalists because these journalists are going, some things don't seem right. Some things aren't adding up to my skeptical brain. And it, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it seems like this conspiracy theorist seems to know something about what, what the questions are in my head right now. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm seeing a lot of. And it seems to focus mainly about around this great reset and that a great reset is a, it's, it's the same thing it's always been. It's the same conspiracy that people have always been talking about. And when I say the conspiracy, that sends red flags out because that's typically what the non-conspiracy theorist likes to yell back at the conspiracy theorist and say, is everything a conspiracy? And the problem is, yes, it's a hard thing to look at objectively because it's everywhere. Yeah. And that's also why it does seem insane. And I bet... There is someone, at least one powerful person somewhere. I'm not saying they all get together behind closed doors and cackle menacingly jumping into, you know, fictional piles of gold. But there's got to be someone out there maybe talking to his dad going, wait, and everybody just goes crazy in the public when a news story like that comes out. So therefore, that's right, son, no one's even looking. Yeah, like, I think like this isn't fiction. This isn't crazy talk. Like, no, 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 it's not. I think I think it's very easy for people to dismiss it as crazy talk. Though. Yeah, but I think if you think about it, if you think about it, if you think about it, like um, there, okay, super broad, right? Like things happen yeah. all the time. Like governments are run, businesses are run, households are run, towns are run. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you run, you run yourself, yeah. right? So like. You make all the decisions You're for you. You're on a good point here, too. You, I like where we're going. You you make the decisions for you. You write out a list. You make a plan for the day. Uh, and you do that as a household. And the ta your town has 
a projected like future that it would like to see. I don't. And so I, I'm going to call that intentional. Mm-hmm. The things that were, that are done, um, in the government, I would hope that most people would say they hope that the things their government does are intentional. They're not just, let's just do this. Let's just fuck Let's just fuck it. Throw $6 billion at that. Like mm-hmm. everything I hope, and this might be, I might be way off here. Mm-hmm. What I would hope that everything a government does is for a reason, right? And so I'm going to- you're op- not specifying good or bad. You're no, just no, saying a reason. No, no, everything they do. And so I'm going to operate, I'm going to operate on the assumption that everything the government does is, is intentional. There's a there's a reason why they do it, and people might disagree on what the reason is that they do it, but we need to accept that they're well. You don't need to, whatever it's intentional. Yeah. There's a reason why it's done, and I it's really interesting when you look at like the release of UFO documents, the Space Force, uh, the White House memo last week about. Um, interstellar safety or whatever the fuck it was. Are we talking like, about the Israeli? Um, no, I remember. I sent you. I texted oh, you. That, yeah, I texted the you space about space force. It. Yeah, space security. Yeah. yeah. So it's like these are intentional things. Why the fuck are they doing it? Why? And so like you get into you get into conspiracies of like, well, I think that they're doing it because fucking aliens. But okay, <laughs> whatever, dude. Yeah. All right. There's aliens. You know. There's there. You know. I I read. Um, you know, they're going to premiere a new technology and this is going to lay the groundwork for it so that it's not a huge shock uh, that this new this new technology that's going to come out is going to be from aliens and whatever. And it's like, first of all, hopefully, like in my wet dream that happens. Second of all, are you talking about 1950 or like- I'm talking wh- about right now. Right, no, I know, I know. Yeah. But what I'm saying, like this has been a conspiracy theory for 40 years that we've been slowly seeing. Yeah. Leak well, the, and, great, you know. the great reset- is calling for technological advances that are going to bring right. us into a fourth industrial revolution. Yeah, I love so that. So when term. you look at when you look at the the context there it's really it's really really interesting, but my 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 overall point is like if you can't dismiss everything as like oh it's just this, oh it's just that right. because there comes a point when it, you got to realize that shit is done intentionally and on every level. People like money. People like to make money. People like power. People like to have power, and money allows you to control. Right. A, it allows you to control literally everything that happens in your life. Because, like, you know, people like us, we don't have enough money to control everything that happens in our life. No. We go to work. That's not our fucking control. Right. If we could control well, things, just, uh, we wouldn't go to work. Back in the 90s, at some dark, creepy podium, uh, Grant Morrison said a, a very telling, obvious thing. But maybe back then, maybe in the mid-90s, it wasn't that telling. Or what wasn't that obvious to them? Uh, he said Rupert Murdoch doesn't drive a Rolls Royce because he bought a Rolls Royce. Rupert Murdoch drives a Rolls Royce because he's Rupert Murdoch. Mm-hmm. And at some level, the money doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Eventually, money goes away, and it's yeah. all about influence and power, and it's a whole game that we don't really fully understand. And I'd rather not pretend we have all the cards in our like. And I'm talking to hard-nosed conspiracy theorists yeah. about suggesting that you can't call something a psyop and then turn around and accept something else. And that's, part. I mean, we... It's. I love where this conversation is going because we kind of had an idea of where it would go and it hasn't even gotten there yet. And I, mm-hmm. like, I like that. Um, this whole alien thing has got me all frustrated for the past year because... What the hell? Since I was like ten years old, I would have. I, I've wanted this 
shit, did I manifest it into existence? Did yeah. we all manifest it into existence, but not the way we wanted it? Because, oh, wait, yeah, they're telling us that aliens are here, but it's them telling us shit. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a really big, at this point in time, it's a big leap to say that they're telling us that aliens are here. Well, yeah, and I'm, like, I'm generalizing. Yeah. Uh, UAPs, you know, unidentified aerial phenomenon that we... Don't have a clue what's going on, and they have more information that they are planning to release to us. That's the official story. Yeah. Great, and I think it's even important that. To, I think it's important to note. I don't like that it's, it's them telling us. Yeah, I think it's important to note though that like what you just said is not hearsay or no. whatever. Like that's an actual thing. Those are news stories yeah. that we can actually. Well, here I am yeah. saying, yeah, no. it's a news story. No, for it's sure, definitely but, like, real. This is what is being like. This is not coming from QAnon bullshit. That's the problem. It's coming this from our government coming suddenly telling the... us shit that they have kept secret for 70 years because, oh, they want to do a fresh start. Yeah. They want to be nice to us. Yeah, or, and that's a, so that's a fact. These are, happening. like, paraphrasing, but these are close to the real quotes. Like, we want to have a fresh start with the public. And I'm like... What? Shut up. <laughs> Sorry, like, what did you say? Is this just... In a... the context of fucking... Aliens. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. No, let's have a fresh... Listen, dude. A dude, fresh start. Dude. When it, listen, let's just have a fr- yeah. The context is fucking aliens and advanced technology. Yeah. that's the context. But let's just have a fresh start because that because that makes a whole. Lot so of sense. yeah, you know, I never even made that connection, but very loosely, you know, you get the Great Reset where they are using. We need to reset, and then they're over here in the UAP shit. They're going. Yeah. We need a fresh start. So but it's, I, it, I love yeah. technology. Great. Give me all the tech. See, that's the thing. I'm obsessed with this. So I didn't even really get into the the belly here. Have you heard of the quote? Uh, it's attached to Agenda 2030, which is a World Economic Forum thing. Agenda 2030 is you will own nothing, have no privacy, and you will be happy. <laughs> like, that's not a paraphrasing. That's the title of the article about this rolling out of what's going to be. So what I'm saying, is, and I've been seeing this for 10 years at least. I love the subscription services. I can't afford a lot of them. That's going to become our entire world. I mean, you think about it in a lot of ways. You know how they're saying, or maybe you don't know, in this whole thing about the Great Reset, they're talking about uprooting and dissolving legacy systems. Legacy systems like... The way you buy cars, the way you buy groceries, the way you do this, the, kind of like the technological advances that you're talking about. But the further you get into it, the more gloss you see, because the more what they're saying is not as palatable as it starts out to be. Because what it looks like from a conspiracy-minded point of view, which, again, I have one foot firmly planted in that world, too. Mm-hmm. They're doing something that they've always done, taking a good thing and co-opting it. So, for by, inst- by saying they're going to make it better. Right. And they do that all the time on small levels and big levels. But the big ones are really creepy. Like, you ever heard of a book called Strange Sounds from the Canyon? Mm-mm. So what this book basically tells, and it coincides with a completely different book that kind of tells the same story in a very different way with a it, different angle. Is this about LSD and Topanga Canyon? Yes, uh, similar. Not Topanga Canyon, but um, uh, Laurel Canyon. Laurel Canyon. Yeah. Is what so I did. you do know some of, some about it. Yeah, like the government. The government was feeding hippies LSD. Possibly. In, uh, we in, don't know well, that specifically. In, in we don't want to jump there. Right. But and out of that, like we're talking about, like we're talking about discrediting the, the anti-war blah, blah, blah. movement with the yeah. love movement, 
with the open-minded hippie revolution. Mm -hmm. Because in the beginning, when you looked at the Vietnam protests, and my dad used to tell me this constantly, like LSD and psychedelic, they had nothing to do with the Vietnam protests. And I was like, this guy's old and crazy. But he's right. Because when I looked into it, the Vietnam protests were very educated, successful individuals running businesses and teachers and very prestigious members of society completely against the war movement. But what come, comes a couple of years later is an outpouring of homeless heathens setting fires and making love in the streets and doing drugs and they're against the war. And doing and drugs. It, and all, doing drugs. And doing drugs. And, and doing, doing drugs. drugs. And they're taking your children and they're feeding doing drugs. them drugs. And there's, they're Satanists. And there's oh, the and satanic what, panic. And look at what Charles that. Manson did. Oh, well, see, that's drugs. the other book I was referring to that kind of tells the story about the canyon mm-hmm. from a different point of view with the same players, unfortunately, like Manson's parole officer, who after was already dead, we find out was almost fully running MK Ultra. Well, that's fucking insane. And now, granted, we'd have to go all the way down the rabbit hole. And I can leave again. I'll try to put some stuff in the show notes. I don't want to branch off yeah, to but too I mean, many I directions. Think, but think, the overall concept is that they are doing something not exactly what they're saying they're doing. Yeah. Because this is the future, like I said, that our generation has been hoping for and wanting for yeah. decades. But I mean, just to sum up your your previous point in your in the in the um, correlation between the hippie movement, it's like yeah, you. I mean, listen. I feel I feel like I'm a reason fairly reasonable person. You are. But like you have to you have to know at this point that the war on drugs was created to suppress movements like the hippie movement and the Black Panthers. Right. Like that's why Nixon started it. And I'm not saying that and the like, hippie movement was all just no, a psyop. No, but or that anything. is also that is a widely accepted narrative right. slash fact that that's exactly what that's why the war on drugs was started. Right. So another example is Cointelpro or how, Cointelpro, however you say. You've heard of? Have you heard of that operation that became no. so? It became public, I think, a couple of years ago due to a Freedom of Information Act request. CIA papers describing this project where they were infiltrating the Black Panthers and turning them into a violent organization. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Asian this, provocateurs are a thing. It happens all we the time, this. and I don't remember the name of it. I'm gonna I'm gonna start having pre notes, I guess, for things I don't even know you we're could, gonna be talking yeah, you could about. Have never known. Could have never known we're gonna, know talk, know about we're gonna talk about this stuff. But I mean, this is just my bad recall from years of damage. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Back in the '90s, some something was either repealed or written in as a new bill or something, which completely gives our government the right, legal right, to use propaganda on us in the media or however they want, for you know, for reasons. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I would just, I would dispute that for a moment. We'd have to because, look it up. Well, no, just because, like, why would they need to pass? You don't pass laws. To, to do make things secretive. legal. Well, like you pass laws there, to make things illegal. Well, think about it though. In there's there are legal there there's legalities to propaganda in in advertising and things like that, or at least there were. I mean, there propaganda is a is a it's a form of is an interesting word to use in the context of advertising. Sure, but like it's marketing. You're right you know, in that in advertising, like watching people like those, rats in a maze. But those rules are like you can't do this. You can't do this. Right. So I'd have to look further into yeah. it. That's that's what I'm going to say on it. I don't know all of it, but I know that it's something. And, I, you know, I feel bad for even shouting it out because it's something that conspiracy theorists like to sh- put out there. Yeah. 
But I haven't done the research to really find out what's behind that yeah. specifically. So what is the idea though with the Great Reset? So like so the Great Reset is this beautiful saying... future from. Do you remember the movie Zeitgeist? No, no, no. You got super fucking into that. Movie. I got super into that. Yeah, and that back was in the definitely day. at a point where I was just like, I can't. Well, yeah, a lot of people did that, but unfortunately, it was saying a lot of mm-hmm. you know. But um, the end of one of the Zeitgeist movies was like a hopeful end. You know, it was like this is how horrible the world is, but look at this. This is what our great minds are putting together. And there's this whole thing, and I don't even know if it's still there. But it was in Venus, Florida, called the Venus Project. And it was run by this man, this like philosopher named Jacques Fresco. And a really brilliant guy, really f- name. futuristic dude. You know, the, the concepts he was coming up with. That sounds like a fake name. Though. Jacques Fresco? Say, I'm that assuming sounds that's like a hippie stage name. A bullshit name. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. So him and his partners and his teams and stuff like that, they basically took Venus, Florida. And I don't know if he was like a wealthy investor or what, but I'm pretty sure he basically bought most of the town and turned it into the city of the future where things were basically like those earth ships you see people doing now where it's a whole system that recycles itself and and yeah. every part of the system off the grid you know it's basically what all the pictures that conspiracy theorists write about atlantis like everything worked as like a concentric circles and this and that you know perfect system i'd love to see a source on that oh that'd be so great well they're usually channeling someone there's only one comment on atlantis ever it's only I, yeah, it's Atlantis a, is only talked not about one comment once. It's a whole yeah. speech. No, dude. Yeah, it is. Have you read? Yeah, the it's two pl- is it Pliny? Is it Pliny the Elder or the no. Younger? Well, uh, it's it's two documents. Pliny one one of the Plinys saw Vesuvius, and I think the other one talked about. Are you talking about the words from from Plato or Socrates or because that's where we have our only knowledge of Atlantis is from fuck. Is well, it then Plato I'm or is I'm it recalling wrong and it. It might be Plato. It could. If it, I'm, I'm think I'm, I think it's I'm think I'm confusing my P names so, from 4,000 I think we ago. both have all this right, because I think Pliny the Younger or the Elder had something to do with it. Talking to a priest in Egypt about what yeah. his grandfather yeah, yeah, told yeah, him. Yeah, 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 But it. it's in but two separate Greek documents. Yeah. So, yeah, but so that, that was my point, is like, there's, there's, it's limited. It's like, limited. Very limited. I would about... turn you on to that podcast I recommended a few months back, and I'll recommend it to the listeners right now, and, you know shameless plug on Randall Carlson and his so that's cosmographia. That's where I listen to it. Okay, okay. I listen to all the Atlantis episodes. Okay, okay. So that's and that so that's where my comment is coming from because you know he's super critical. He he dives mostly into the location of Atlantis. Which I and kind of agree with super, something super, was going on yeah, near the Azores for he's, sure. He's yeah. super, super critical about people saying like, oh Atlantis was here because he's like, we have so few fucking words. We have like fifteen words about the location of Atlantis and that is it. And you, like, we don't even have, this, this, like, really proposed location is nowhere near where these 15 words indicate. Uh, well, so when the uh, Pillars of Hercules are mentioned, they, Randall's pretty certain the Pillars of Hercules became the Straits of Gibraltar. Yeah, no, I'm, I am on board with Randall Carlson's with assessment with of where Atlantis is. I was talking about his, his, um, criticism of other writings of where Atlantis is. Oh, okay, um, okay. Because and, they have no clue where... Yeah, and so that was my point in bringing it up when you, when you said, Atlantis was built with concentric circles. Like, we don't, they don't, we don't have enough information we don't have no clue. to make that call. We don't know. Um, 
But we're taking our ideas of what an advanced civilization would look like and plastering them onto yeah. a, a, a hypothetical past. Yeah, uh, yeah, which is <laughs> that is like growing some in weird Back to the Future. There's shit. some stuff growing, you know. As Graham Hancock loves to say, shit just keeps getting older, and yeah, yeah, it's definitely popping up everywhere. I mean, I I love all of it, but I would say the prominent theories about Atlantis are the idea that if there was some sort of civilization we're looking at this one area trying to figure out where this one civilization was the theory is that it was everywhere yeah that's dumb as fuck it was just everywhere it was <laughs> so just stupid yeah i mean there's a i mean w- let's get into it i mean we were planning on talking about what we both find pretty fascinating in the ancient mysteries and i mean it's a perfect opportunity to you know, steamroll right into yeah, it. Yeah, because, because I mean, listen, we have the, objects all over the world that match up with one each with one another. That I mean, it seems like there was some sort of civilization that was kind of interconnected across yeah, the if globe. I just, if I could just, I'm gonna just lay it all out. Yeah, lay it all out. I have a really hard time. So, like, I have always fantasized about like it, like, and I'm not saying this is true. So shut up. But like, Mars is a desolate land with no atmosphere, and I've always won, and I've always thought like, what if? We can't. So, first of all, let me just back up a little bit. The universe is old as fuck. So, don't anything that I say like is on hundreds of millions of billions of years scale. So, think about how far we've come in a hundred years, and then realize that I'm talking about billions of years. It's like so. Don't let that at all think that anything that I'm saying is completely impossible. And I'm not saying I have proof for any of this shit. I'm mostly coming at it from an angle like, wouldn't it be cool if? Like, I don't even necessarily believe that it's true. I want to, so I'm going to choose to believe that it is. I've always fantasized, even since I was a little kid, like, and I saw Total Recall. And I was like, so Mars is a completely depleted. It's completely depleted. You look at Armageddon movies or whatever uh, about Earth, completely depleted. What if Mars was populated as fuck and they ran that shit into the ground and they you know or a comet hit ran it into the ground some shit ran it into the it's ground got some pretty intense scarring on burned it. up the atmosphere whatever i don't know some shit happened it went down hard and they built spaceships because they were a th- they were thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years advanced they were a very advanced civilization and they came to earth and they were like, fuck it, that's habitable. Maybe it's not. And we terraformed it. I don't know. You decide. But they came to Earth and were like, all right, we're setting down roots. And it wasn't that many people. It was a very small amount of people. Now, think about this. Just just, just ride with me for a second, assuming oh, that everything that I just I'm said is, high. It's, it's said is true. All right? You're, you're, I don't say there's settler ships. I don't fucking know. There's 4,000 people. Maybe there's, te- okay, let's get crazy. A million people leave Mars yeah. and come to Earth and... There's a bunch of different ships, and they settle down everywhere. Let's say 100,000 people settle. That's ten, literally 10 pinpoints on Earth with 100,000 people. Probably didn't even happen like that, but probably didn't happen at all. Don't fucking know. But if you consider that even 100,000 people landing on a on a foreign land where the, the fauna is new, flora is new, you don't know shit. You're trying to farm. You think you could be farmed on Mars the same way you farmed on Earth? I bet it was different. Mm-hmm. I bet they had some shit, though, and they, and they you know, but maybe they figured out, like, oh, fuck, dude, the way that we built houses on Mars, that shit don't work. This ground is not the same. We can't do it. What we were planning to do, we thought we could do it, but we can't do it. We got to go to this cave. We got to build our houses into this cliffside, and, like, this is what we got to do, and it sucks, but, you know, whatever. And, you know, maybe the guy who was the captain of the big ship, they were like, this fucking guy died, so we, let's build a pyramid to, to you know, honor his ass. And you get there, and, like, you know, maybe there's, like, you know, like, 
yo, dude, we're le- okay. This is the craziest thing, right? We live on Mars. We found this planet a really long time ago, and there's like it's habitable. There's like fucking animals and shit on it, and like we're watching and we're seeing it. But like, there's people that are like they're kind of like us, but like they're like monkeys, dude. They're like fucking monkeys on this planet, and we're just watching and we're like. Let's go to the monkey planet, man. Let's go. Let's, Let's go, go watch them hit each other with sticks. Yeah, dude. And like these are these are early hominids and shit, right? So we're gonna we're gonna go and we're gonna live side by side with them. Like, oh shit, some of them are violent as fuck. Oh, that I gotta kill, gotta kill some of them. But yo, what's we gotta educate what's, the rest? Yo, of them. what's Robbie? Robbie is having sex with that fucking with that <gasps> oh, chick, no! dude. Are you serious? Holy shit! Wait, she? Are you telling me she had a baby? Oh. And it's a real. It was Robbie's baby. And it's that baby, that Robbie's baby. It would be Robbie's baby. Is viable and it can reproduce. Oh shit! So people being well, the does dickheads that mean that, I can live out all my weird. No, fantasies? it doesn't mean that. But what I'm saying is like it doesn't. It's not okay. Super far fetched. Maybe it doesn't get more far fetched. But like this, this shit tracks. Right. This shit could have happened. And there's a million people who land on Earth. And they the species start intermingling, whatever. Though that million people, maybe they're teaching our language to other people. How many people of those million people? If every, if every person of those million is a full time teacher, how many people do you think are gonna carry on all the knowledge that they have? Absolutely not. Z- fucking zero, dude. Even if they teach two million people, they, we're gonna get bits and pieces. It's not outside of the realm of, of reasonable thought, if we're going to use that characterization sure. of anything that I've said, to think that even if all this million people came here and they taught they, they taught the local species, they taught them enough to get having to get their shit together. They're making fire. They're making, you know, they're teaching, they're hunting, they're, you know, whatever, whatever they got. Agriculture. Yeah, sure. Why the fuck not, right? Written and language, mathematics, how long, astronomy. How long until that million people are dead? <laughs> and, Completely and wiped the off. people who live on the planet now, some of them are hybrids, some of them are not, and we know that there were some different species of human, quote unquote human, different species of human on Earth. Yeah, where the fuck the did the cool magnets go? Yeah, where they go? So, like, how long until we forget that those million people exist? And then, oh shit! All of a sudden, like, all of a sudden, this dude in the white robe on the top of the hill in this dope building built out of marble that doesn't even make sense how it fucking exists in this time period is telling me this story. And I'm, you know, I'm just having a few, I'm having a few beers with my friends. And I'm like, dog, Amadeus was just like telling the story about fucking things flying through the sky. And like, he's talking about like these two dudes. He's, he wants us to believe that two dudes, they were brothers and they got, they, they lived by drinking the milk of this fucking wolf and on the top of this he's trying to say this shit and they found it all of Rome I'm supposed to believe that and like he's saying that there's one guy who was like super super smart and powerful and like could control electricity and like he gave orders to everyone and like all these other people are like building shit and like doing favors for us and like I'm supposed to believe that no you're not supposed to believe that you idiot they're gods (laughs) dude they're celestial beings dude but the fact of the matter is if you look at a lot of greek mythology and like from a geological perspective it's like they're retelling stories and if you look at a lot of mythology full stop they're retelling stories for shit that almost certainly happened 
Oh, right? of course. So at what point do we draw a line? We don't say urban legends come from some morsel of truth and for where no do we reason. Say, where why do we, do we say, say that all the time? Yeah. And where, but, but where do we say, okay, uh. this this mythological story is is based in truth, but this one is not. And it's based in this much truth or it's based in it's not. And, or, and don't you dare, don't you dare sit there and tell me that there's no truth in any of them because you will ne- now need to explain the great flood existing in all of the stories across all of the religions forever. How is that possible? Because the great flood happened, dummies. So what I'm saying is I think people lived on Mars. We fucked it up like we do. We came here. We came here. We got developed. Like maybe, dude, we maybe for a really long time, we were like, okay, the, the, the monkey people live over here. We're, let's just live over here. Let's just live down this area. They became pretty advanced because, well, they were. They came here in a spaceship and they had their civilizations and they had their cities and everything was digital and that's just like it is now. And they didn't, they, they got super small footprint. They're like, let's not fuck up this planet by having, you know, let's use our fusion car or our electric car, whatever, the, whatever it may be. Let's not fuck up this planet like we did the last one. Let's leave no trace. Oh, but then a comet comes, hits the earth kills all the leave no trace people who then left no trace right except they except they did where we're finding super super old sites where people set up what appears to be advanced civilizations which is a thing and uh it completely blows out our theory of like we started as monkeys and we got here in literally not literally but in the blink of an eye on on the grand scale so that's what I think. I think uh, I, I think it. we came from Mars. I think we landed. I think a comet fucked us up, and uh, if it and I think the Atlantis people probably direct descendants of the Mars people. I think Egyptians super influenced by the Mars people. Right? Maybe were. Don't know. Don't think so. Sun god. So I don't let me, know. can I? You want to get a little crazier? That I love. Yeah. Sure. That's so good. one of the things that I kept focusing on when you were telling me this this tale, and I really like the tale because it. it it kind of adds to what what I've thought because bringing it closer to home and putting it at at Mars being like a previous home to us kind of feels good. Oh yeah, it feels cozy. Yeah, where like Mars is our buddy. We've always looked at. I always loved Mars. Shit, yeah. my favorite video game takes place on Mars, so it's like I love it. <laughs> I would love it if we came from there. I love Mission to Mars. That's a goofy game movie, but. I've never seen that movie. Oh, it's a it's a great goofy movie where the CGI doesn't hold up anymore, but like the story's still fun because Don Sheedle's crazy in it, and uh, they're on Mars and shit. And they they find that famous face, and it's a real face. It's not just like a bad camera angle, and it opens right. up and all that good stuff. And oh yeah, we came from there, and that's oh shit. Yeah, because if we left, we'd leave something. Of course, we'd leave a little, you know, Cardi B MP3 or something. But um, Did you imagine Jesus Christ. Uh, a golden record off on the Voyager records, uh, Voyager spacecraft would be quite different today. They'd still have no goddamn clue what we were fucking talking well, about. Well, I mean, I think some of the mathematics, that, I feel like some languages that we gave them, like music and mathematics, and I, I would hope that if there is an intelligent species of any kind out there, that there would be some of that that could be universal, because yeah. otherwise, what's the point, you know? I would hope so, too. If I can't listen to a Mars metal track someday yeah and hear what the martians are doing with metal guitars i would hope so too in mars is a fine example of that i would hope that there's like some commonalities but like right. you don't know what Alpha physics Centauri, you don't know what physics and shit are like on other planets like they eat pancakes for dinner you don't they might <laughs> or they might breathe argon i don't fucking know it's very shit might be totally weird so what i was focusing on when you're telling me this wonderful tale instead of listening to me thank i you. was i was i was <laughs> listening to you but what kept bringing me back was this idea that 
if let's just say it was we, then we can say we, if it was us coming here, we were super, super, super advanced, right? Mm. Interesting part about the Sumerian texts about the gods coming here and blah, blah, blah. Because, yeah, we're going to go real deep for, for a second, audience, and, and the fill in the blanks throughout the next few episodes <laughs> over time because we don't have enough time to tell this whole story. But the, the cuneiform tablets in Sumeria talk about the gods descending from heaven and creating us. And the reason why they created us was because the work was too difficult. That the work to toil on this planet was just too hard. <laughs> For the gods. For the gods. Now think about this, though. An advanced civilization, would they have a clue on how to start? Like Joe Rogan had a joke years and years ago where he said, if I drop you off on an island with nothing but a hammer, how long before you send me an email? Yeah. Forever. So, that you're right. Interesting. Question, though. Question. Uh, the gods descending from heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, the gods are always in heaven, right? Do do, do these texts what do you mean? dictate? Well, do, you know, when you're when you die, you go to heaven. God of in the like sure they meant the sky. Though. God is in they heaven. Meant... So this is so that that pointedly That's is my question. Going. Okay, who do, is there? Or do any of these texts say the heavens are the sky? You have to look at all of history like that. Like I mean, thousands and thousands of years ago, we have. If we if we think that this symbol meant this, and that seems to work all the way up or for, you know, for an entire system, I'm assuming we just have to go with it in mm-hmm. that sense. So I'm assuming heaven across the board meant sky, but also like the, it, it may not, it, it may refer to all of what I was going to jump into here was that as we could talk all day long about the possible physical history of these gods and what the hell were these people talking about because they were people like you and me they weren't the i think that's a misconception we have about people four or five thousand years ago six thousand years ago was that they were somehow like really dumb they were grunting all the time they were grunting and cavemen and i think that's a, a it's a pretty honest misjudging of the past for people that don't look into it a lot because a long time ago, you, you hear the mainstream say that, oh, yeah, they believed all those crazy myths. So they must have been these lower humans. But they were people like you and me. Same brain. Why the hell would we be writing that shit? Either it would be super encoded or it was or it would be literal history. Especially when you have things like the Sumerians' King's List, which tell ridiculous stories of kings ruling for thousands of years. But then you also have kings later on that same list that we can cross-reference with Greek and Egyptian texts saying that we knew that guy too. So it's like at some point these texts that were filled with mumbo-jumbo became the real story? When did we do that? When have we ever done that? You know, like the beginning of America, I didn't hear about like Cookie Monster having breakfast with George Washington and... And you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, I do know what you There mean. was no point where our history was bullshit. And we're well, thinking of them as primitive I mean, men when we say, oh, well, bullshit, they but... just assumed that, you know, there was a god for thunder. And a yeah, god but I think it's this. important to remember it's what survived, right? So it's what survived. And if there was a giant catastrophe and, you know, my copy of The Hunger Games is the only thing that survived, people would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> You know what I mean? So, like, it is what survived. But like, if you consider, if you consider the fact that that's what survived, because it's what survived, we 
We have to take we it. We have to uh, take it as what we have to take it as an account it or a fairy tale. It forces us and into a very sounds, limited view. Yeah, and if it sounds too crazy, it's a fairy tale. Right. But if it sounds if it sounds accurate, it's history. Does it help if we use other cultures from around the world that aren't connected to that culture we're talking about as an example? Uh, you know, by thousands of years separated, uh, you know, ge- geographically never came in contact with one another. Like, it, so when you were saying that, you know, us as an advanced species coming to this planet, mm. well, eventually you'd see Walmarts everywhere. Doesn't matter what country you're in, right? No, I will. Okay. But w- would you see pyramids everywhere if that was no. our style instead, which we Maybe. do. Maybe. We do see them. What I'm saying is, don't we have enough in a, in a way we kind of do have the proof at this point it's kind of like uh the history authorities and the you know archaeological authorities are kind of just finding new fun things to do with their lives right now they're not necessarily going on the offensive and attacking people like Randall Carlson or Graham Hancock or the comet research group they're not attacking anymore michael Shermer of the skeptic society apologized publicly to graham hancock that is fascinating so some there's you, you like the public does not have to assume any longer that there's a lot of pushback to this to these theories That's that like, things are connected around yeah, the world for theories, some reason so for people who might not be familiar with randall carlson or graham hancock like theories similar to what i was talking about but like on a small scale like there were advanced civilizations on earth destroyed were, by a cataclysm were, that were destroyed by a cataclysm and we rebuilt the pieces and to get and now we're we are where we are and i think it's a very accepted idea now i do think more because the more people i talk to about it randomly which is rare because i try not to push this on too many people these days but when it comes up that someone is interested they already know this and it makes me feel really good yeah <laughs> like before i always like to be the one to tell someone something and right. see that spark go off in their head and feel good about it but mm-hmm. knowing they already know it makes me feel even better yeah. because it means someone that I didn't expect would even be remotely curious about this kind of stuff that's in the back yeah I don't understand how you don't be curious about this sort of stuff like I th- if you, th- you could you gotta accept it though you could people sit aren't and daydream about some of the dopest shit like the like the like the line drawings that Native American line drawings or who, whatever civilization line drawings where like from way way up high it's like a ser- it's a serpent or it's a snake or some shit like, like the Nazca bro, lines did they make those for dudes in spaceships or were they just drawing for the birds <laughs> yeah like, well, like, that's honestly, my bird friend i fed him a crumb last night yeah. i'm gonna draw him a picture now yeah, like, yeah no. why ask no. yourself why again not dumber than us why same fuck? fucking brain yeah did this shit literally same brain like our brains no not, have not evolved well, that's the creepy part too because our brains haven't evolved since the beginning of these stories and before that like uh, what was it was it 50,000 or 100,000 years ago i can't, it's a big leap i can't remember which one it was where our brain doubled in size and it's interesting now that you know scientists are finding weird anomalies in our dna like this looks fused and how does it look look fused after generations like what does this mean like they're just finding a, i couldn't speak to the science on it but when i read it and listen to a bunch of scientists get really excited. That that's what excited me. You know. Yeah. What I mean? No, it's it's super super fascinating. I just I think that skeptic people who are skeptical, just like if you're skeptical about some of this shit, and again I'm not saying anything that I said is true. It's I'm we're telling con- a we're story. We're just guessing. But 
there are things that we know are true. And like, if you're skeptical about some of this stuff, just like ask yourself a simple question and really think about it. Like the Nazca lines. Why? 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 <laughs> just why? Why is there a giant picture that you it, can't even see back from to the, the place? Gov- yeah, back to the government thing about everything is intentional. You yeah, can yeah, expand yeah. that philosophy because it's not just governments. That's the reason why governments can always be depended to do things intentionally, like you were saying, is because we can depend on people and communities to do things you intentionally. You don't survive if you don't, if you don't live right. intentionally. Right. Tradition comes from intentionality. Yeah. And so those Nazca lines and every other weird anomaly around the planet, there is a reason, definitely a solid reason. And who knows? I don't like to go down the ancient alien route and go, well, this was kind of like uh, maybe a, a runway. You see how the, the wing is very straight here? That is... Like, you have to, the person speaking those words has to know that they're guessing deep down. Yeah. Like, and they have to know, do they have to know on the History Channel in a professional point of view <laughs> that they shouldn't be doing that? Yeah, I mean, you, you apply an awful lot of assumptions. First, you got to make a decision like, it was aliens. I'm like, all right, but stop it. You don't know. You don't know. I don't even like doing it, even though that's the theory that always like because of all the crazy conspiracy stuff i know and you know i guess we could call it conspiracy but it's more just like you know written fucking human history in the tablets and shit is it like that's the one that it seems to be pointing to quite a bit over and over again i mean you talk to the hopi indians and they're like oh yeah star people yeah yeah fuck well, you. i mean no, no, star listen, people that's what i'm talking about when i'm saying for mars they're aliens you call them whatever you want yeah call them whatever you want dude but we would all put Walmarts everywhere. And those pyramids, they just didn't believe in branding, man. But guess what? Those weren't... There's some awesome theories about the pyramids. And now it seems that there's a lot of stirring news coming up about these old, kind of hippy-dippy New Age yeah. ideas that were about resonance chambers and how these pyramids were positioned specifically there for a reason. And Well, we and, know they were intentional in that regard. Like... like uh, astrologically but very much so i don't buy i can't buy i cannot buy the we'd put walmarts everywhere so we put pyramids everywhere because what i'm saying is is you see the branding of a similar culture yeah there's similarities across the culture which i which i think is fair um in my fantasy land they're above they're above these sorts of things like there's no concept yeah there's no need for there to be well that's why those pyramids wait are not built for kings. Like you mentioned, if they're the, trying to convert the local populace. They have to give they need them to, an anchor, right? They also need to. I mean, what's yeah. going to convince a populace other than massive structures and things like that? Showing your power, yeah, bigger than you've ever seen. It it always devolves to a point where it's like, you don't. The more you know, the worse off you are. Right. Right. Which like is is a really really fascinating the thing to think truth. about because yeah. it it carries down from yours from from this this story. Down to like, if you, listener, whoever the fuck you are, if you woke up tomorrow and there was a book on your table that explained everything to you in great detail, there would be things in that book that you'd be like, well, I really wish I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, it, it, there's, it's, it's like, it's just the way, it's just the way it is. But they also say the truth shall set you free. 
I think it's because like, through a, the suffering. I think that's a personal conscience thing. It is, but like that's what I wanted to get into real quick. I know we're kind of running short on time. Probably are we running short on time? Are we running short on time? We don't. No, have I don't to think be. so. Yeah. So why? Don't so yeah, we're gonna take a little break. Yeah. Let's let's stop for a minute and stop. Reassess, we'll gain, check, we regain our sanity. Check from our these, levels. You know, peel the tin foil off my tongue. Just see where it goes. Okay, man. From the break. Yeah, so we, um, the reality of the situation is that our kids are upstairs. Have been for a while. They have been for a while. The entire time we've been talking, actually. And it's almost dinner time. Yeah. And, like, it's like people are waiting for us to be done a little yeah, bit. It, yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. you know, and like, which is fine. It's not a criticism. It's not It's not just a the reality of the situation. Not, no. I think we're going to have to have a part two and possibly a part three. And Sure. I think I would love to have you back on, you know, whenever we can do these kind of powwows. Yeah, I'd because love to. as much as I can't wait to talk to as many people as I can get on this podcast, I really wanted to start it with you. Oh, that's so nice. Because I, I think it's, it's fitting because you and I attempted a podcast before i even knew what a podcast was oh my god that's so funny i wanted to tell that story yeah so when was that was that, that was two- 2007 2007 i wanted to start a podcast before before podcasting was podcast it was so long ago i didn't even listen to podcasts we would have been famous because <laughs> the long, even people that aren't doing great podcasts that have been sticking to it for this long People know those podcasts. It's so at least. fucking funny though. So it was called the Ruxpin Radio Hour. <laughs> oh, that was great. Which I still think is an amazing name, the Ruxpin Radio Hour. So Andy and I filmed. We filmed. We uh, recorded one uh, one session. Yep. And like we were just talking like random shit about whatever. And like all of a sudden, I took a hard left and started asking Andy about his relationship with his dad. <laughs> Wait, was that when? Yeah. I thought no. Yeah. I, we no, used, okay, no, but no, you no, started no. it out. You no. started the whole, like we got like our introductions out, and you're like, so Andy just got dumped two years, man. How was that? I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude. But dude, and, and like I said then, and I say now that like it was perfect. Well, and like you yeah. just got dumped. But I remember like it. it because you, so I ask you about like your relationship with your dad, which wasn't great at the time, yeah. and you're looking at me like, and you, I think you said like, dude, I don't really want to talk about that, and like it was just like, all right, weird, and then we just kept talking or whatever, and like afterwards you're like, you said to me like, that was cool, man, but like I didn't know you were gonna ask me about my dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I guess I didn't really either, but I was super into Howard Stern at the time, and I was just like, I'm right. gonna ask you about all the personal shit. Yeah, I wasn't like a radio show listener. I wasn't a podcast listener because it was just coming out. Mm-hmm. Just a few people were like Red Band and Rogan and a couple others were doing it. Tom were Green was doing his radio thing, but like yeah, I was like I'm not important enough to be asked those questions. Like so can we talk about the Deftones or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was so funny. But yeah, so we I'm haven't just, wanted to do this for a long time. Yeah, so I'm, so I'm really, got to. really glad that I that I had you over to do this. And I, I think we have a billion more things we could say about thousands of years ago mm-hmm. and thousands of years from now. Yeah, for sure. And right now. I'm ready to talk about it. I'm I'm uh, I'm ready to hit on some things that I get super passionate about. Yeah, definitely. So I could talk really, really loud, and you have to turn it down in the mix later. Sounds, I, I love it. Well, actually, if it clips, 
you can kind of like hear the passion through the clipping. Love it. So it's good enough. I'm into it. So, I mean, this is the first episode and I don't know where this podcast is going to potentially go, but, um, I have been listening to incredible information for 10 years that I don't know what the fuck to do with, mm. but it's like, I'm hearing mm. this podcast over here, interview these five individuals that all say different things but all seem to have the same underlying thing going on, but they need to talk to each other. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we're getting so mm-hmm. much information. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to really put it all together and start sharing that with each other and start seeing what it all builds off. It's all exponential, you know what I mean? So we're mm-hmm. getting all this information. Now it's time to put it all together and see what, what it looks like, you know? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the deep share. <laughs> it's the deep share, man. Let's get deep. All right, I'm ready. All right. Oh, we did. How we already did. We already did get deep. How deep? So now we have to. We have to go the other way. Yeah, yeah. We're getting shallow as fuck. Shallow as fuck. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deep Share Podcast. If you want to hear more, then hit that subscribe button. Follow me on all the social places, and remember, think for yourself, but don't always believe what you think. Till next time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, pacifaria. Enough, I get the point. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature. <laughs> and you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If oh. I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? I mean, <laughs>